Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Tuesday Tea. It is currently 43 degrees in Florida, um, which is, like, the lowest that it's been all year. Wait, what is it? So, 40... It's 40... 43. 43. It's honestly, that's... Yeah, that's low for that's us. That's kind of scary. So, I got a hat and a sweatshirt on, and... Um, also, I woke up like an hour earlier than I needed to and laid in bed just to be warm. Uh, but yeah, and I got my, well, this is Ryan's hat, but my Go Bucks hat. I think it's cute. It almost yeah. looked, uh, almost looked like a gifted hat when you, when I first got on, I was like, I want one. It's we like have a, those. <laughs> a cool like poof ball. No, we actually, people always ask us about beanies. And we do really want to release beanies. It's just we've never gone through an embroidery process because mm. we can't print onto hats because they stretch. So when you get something printed, it stretches the whole logo out. I've tried it myself by hand, uh, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't like fare very well. It also doesn't stick to this fabric. So um, the people that we use for our shirts, they can do embroidery just a little bit more expensive and i feel like i would have a harder time sourcing hats that i like because i like the way that this one fits yeah but most beanies i do not like the way they fit they're like too small to your head and doesn't have like a big enough like fold like this one yeah so we'd have to like play shop around and i don't know see what we could get out of it all the beanies that i've gotten they've been too small and then so it's like I put them on and my head feels like I'm suffocating it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all this pressure. That's why you have to get like men's size. Yeah. yeah like I don't know what it is about like the hat fashion industry. Like not all women have like really tiny heads. I mean maybe it's, it's just me having a big, big head. <laughs> but I like I want like a, a bright pink hat that fits. Yeah. But I can never really find that. Huh. And I also have like a lot of hair. So I don't know if the hair also kind of. Makes my head bigger. Yeah. But Voluminous. You got a lot of hair going on. Um, well, today it's nice and straight because the weather's nice. That's the only nice thing about cold weather. Yeah, your hair's not like frizzy. It's my hair. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. It doesn't hold like a curl. Thank you. You're welcome. Nice and, You're welcome. It gets staticky, though. Um, but yeah, that's our... Uh, that's our intro. Weather and... It's not what that's we're our intro for today. today, though. Just so you guys know. No. Um, I actually... You know what? I think we introduced as the tuesday tea oh it is not a tuesday tea i don't well we kind of haven't really decided we kind of have we kind of haven't on um yeah it's a drop a comment below with the name that you'd like us to change it to or if you're not in our facebook community you should be and then you'll be allowed or able to vote on a new tape take new name take yeah new name we um we threw a couple i put a poll up um in the Facebook group. Gosh, it was a couple weeks ago. And then I did a poll on my Instagram story. Um, but... What one won your poll on your Instagram story? Uh, I don't give a sip. That's the one that won in the Facebook yeah. group, too. So I think maybe that's one we go with. Um, it's, cute. it's cute. I think it has the same uh, theme and all that stuff. Drinking stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure by the time this is up, we should probably have an idea of, like, the name of it. So then people will know. Okay, yeah. Um, this is episode zero. Episode zero. <laughs> like patient X. Yes. This will, this will be our starting one. So our whole point um, of the new podcast, the direction that we're going with, is that we want to be more, um, I guess diverse is a 
good way to use it. So the Tuesday tea for those that have listened to those episodes, um, it's been Jimmy and I, and um, we kind of just chit chat through a bunch of different stuff. But moving forward with the new podcast, we had the ideas of bringing on more women within, um, I mean, honestly, it doesn't even have to be the fitness space. So just more women from the community that can share their stories, their perspectives, their knowledge. um, And then we just come out with a podcast that is well-rounded and can reach a lot of women. Um, So that's the whole point of the new podcast. And yeah, so moving forward with our first episode, we figured, since Jimmy and I are both in the fitness and health space, that we would be talking about being a female in the fitness industry, um, or I guess in the health industry, Um, because if you are uh, a listener and you are in the fitness industry um, and you are a female, I'm sure you can uh, resonate with this, that it is, it's difficult sometimes to be that person i don't i don't want to say person but to be that um individual in the fitness industry and it's not even um you know i could only imagine like if we were like big influencers and we were like well known um but just being identified as a woman in the health and fitness industry it can be a little i don't know there's pressure there i want to say confusing yeah yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because you kind of get, like, pigeonholed into two, maybe three categories where it's, you have kind of, like, the, like, fabulous fit mm-hmm. inspo girl where you're, like, the booty band workout girl with the face full of makeup or the tripods and the, what do you call it, ring lights and yeah. all that stuff. And you're trying to be taken seriously but kind of doing things that aren't allowing you to be taken seriously like only seriously by like a specific group of people yep and that's usually just women or you're on the other side where you're trying to be taking a science scientific based approach and putting up really good information and people are again not taking you seriously because that side of the fitness world is more of like a male dominated side yeah and like they Women usually look to women for advice. Women look to men for advice, but men very rarely look to women for advice in the fitness industry. Yeah. So it kind of, I don't know another word for pigeonholes, but kind of pigeonholes you into or kind of like funnels you into feeling like you can only do advice for women. Yeah. And a lot of the times you fall into these traps of wanting to get a lot of views and getting a lot of sponsors and that forces you to do things that you're not thank you um you didn't originally start with if that makes sense yeah i um so go ahead i've like watched no i was just i've watched it happen to a lot of girls like minor fitness influencers that started off with like a really good base of knowledge and really helpful information and due to the fact that like if you want to make a career out of it you kind of have to sell out a bit yeah. Um, and they couldn't really keep the integrity of what they started with. And now they're almost like intolerable to watch because you can't ever tell what's an ad mm. and what's like their genuine opinion. Yeah, I have um, 
a few that come to mind. Um, and I know, like, we know some of, like, the ones that we've followed for a while. And you watch this uh, this transition happen where it becomes – it's like you start off as very um, genuine, I guess would be a good way to put it. I think there's a little bit of um, – I don't know. I don't want to say ego behind it, but I think anyone that's first starting off in the fitness world, at least when Instagram be first became a thing, I think it was a lot of like posting. I mean, it still is today, but posting like the highlight reels or like the best photos to get people's attention. Again, that's still how it is, but I think when it first started, like seeing those people that blew up instantly when like Instagram was brand new and then seeing the influencer they are today. Um, it's really interesting to have watched that transition and see someone that was so genuine and would talk about one thing, then become someone that you don't know if what they're saying is, um, coming from a genuine I place. Paid for promotion. Yeah. And it's hard to, like, find these days. It's hard to find, like, reliable sources Yeah, through the internet. Well, not through the internet necessarily, but through Instagram. Um, also, Instagram, like, when it first started, used to not be a marketing yeah. area. There were no ads. There was, like, nobody got paid to promote things. Yeah. So they were doing fit or like even just like influencers in general weren't like a real career yeah i think like people on youtube were making money because like youtube was one of the first yeah. platforms that paid out per view um i don't think that youtube or i'm sorry i don't think that instagram pays per view yet or maybe they do and i just am like so far removed because yeah. i'm like a thousand steps behind being um any sort of fitness influencer but there just there almost wasn't an opportunity for people to sell out in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, you had like people who would sign on to bodybuilding.com and stuff and that was really really cool. Yeah, um, I remember that. But even that was a little bit more genuine. It stayed a little bit more holistic and more evidence-based and knowledge-based and bodybuilding.com did a good job of really really trying to teach good information and teach good habits. Like that's when I started like in the fitness world and trying to do anything on my own that was like the only place that i could find knowledge yeah well and like pinterest but even like in my like earliest stages i was like there's got to be something more credible than a bunch of there's there's no verified sources on pinterest yeah there's no like vetted uh i don't informers but there was a i remember finding like my very first fit Inspiration. Her name was Lauren Gleisberg. Uh, I don't even know if she's like around anymore, but I found her through Pinterest. Uh, she had like pretty good ideas. She did like all home workout stuff, and honestly, she like fell off when like social media got to the point where it is now. So I like to think in my head that she's just like a normal human being out there doing fitness and maybe training people. But like, she was really really big on Pinterest, which was like pre instagram almost yeah it's it's interesting but. because it's like 
what's crazy to me is that like these people like these influencers influencers are just like real people they're just normal it's just mm-hmm. like how we're able to um make our life appear because of the way that we um post things or you know edit things how we address things on social media um it's it's easier to come across as if you are doing more than what you're actually doing um but that's not to say that like social media isn't a terrible thing i think it has its like pros and cons for sure um i think that there are a lot of really good um like influencers out there where you can get good information um but it's just unfortunate that you have to sift through a lot of what's out there yeah because people nowadays it's all marketing it's all business it's all a game you could get sponsored by a company and um they tell you what to post, when to post, you get paid for the posting, and it's all to make the brand or whatever it is look better so more people are inclined to buy it. Um, and so it, it kind of makes it more challenging because then you have to dig through all of that stuff to actually find the people that know what they're talking about and are sharing from a genuine place. Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like it'd be so hard. Part of me has always wanted to like be able to reach more people on social media, but it also sucks because you have to think about like the price that you pay for it. Like I I like to think that I'm pretty genuine with how I interact with people on social media and how I post and all that stuff. Like I'm I'm open, I'm honest, I like will talk to anyone that messages me, all that kind of stuff. But it it makes me wonder like what happens when people get like so like to a point where they're so big that then they can't you know it's almost like you can't be genuine because you get hate thrown your way if you do this or that it doesn't matter so or it's um like kind of like how we talked about in the beginning how you put up a bunch of educational content and yeah. like you're a cute young girl and people aren't taking you seriously so you try to add some more like i don't want to use the term sex appeal to it yeah but just to pictures of yourself something the algorithm like a little bit more um and then you see how well that works and then you're like okay well if that worked 25 percent better what if adding less clothes less like educational content more of my body yeah um we'll see how that goes and then you're at like 50 percent and then it's kind of like this like downhill like slide yeah I, i've seen it happen like, yeah that's just the way that the algorithm works like you see an infographic that's like really cool and has a lot of good information but that's just something you look at once and then you find a girl who you're like wow that's like my dream body like she's got a great butt and awesome abs like i'm gonna follow this person because whatever she's doing is obviously right yeah yeah. Even though the person putting up the educational content might have the better ideas or the more helpful advice. Yep. Um, and it just sucks because, like, those two people can be eventually two in the same. But the way that you have to, like, market yourself, unfortunately, has changed. At least, like, like you said, for women. Because, like, with men, it's not as much of a, a beauty contest as it is for women um 
I think there's more of like a different like a performance based side yeah for men because like they all love to cheer each other on when they like get prs and like big benches big back squats big clean and jerks and stuff um it's not necessarily the same on the women's side like i love to see a girl pr her snatch but you don't see a lot of that on the internet right now or not like in the like influenced world it's more of again like booty band workouts i always feel like i hate on those so much i'm sure that they have some sort of benefit but it's just like not my cup of tea necessarily yeah i always like um i don't know i really try to emphasize the whole like girls supporting girls i mean hence the apparel line that we came out with you know like it's that's like a real thing that i really try to push for because it's so hard to tell like what's true and what's not like when you're on instagram and you see an influencer that has a very um like dominant female audience you think that it's like oh she's like a girl's girl man like girls are supporting her she's supporting girls but then it's hard because it's like how much of it is for marketing to make her brand look like it's like meaningful and it actually means that way or if it isn't and i think that's the hardest part um i mean but it is out there it's just really hard again it goes back to like sifting through um finding those people or finding that community <coughs> bless you finding oh, bless sorry you. this fine. is what happens when it gets cold out for me um Whew. but finding that community that like i don't know is that way where it's like women support each other i think it's becoming a little bit more of a thing um but again i feel like it's so easy for people to hide behind a phone and claim that they are that way but then you actually get put in a situation and you realize that they're not entirely that it wasn't their intention so i've never like gotten to meet like an influencer in person unless you count um oh ryan says unless you count me um so i don't think he really Thanks, counts ryan. as an influencer That's oh my god uh who's that bodybuilding coach that i fangirled that one time at what no that one of your shows Paul Ravella. Like, that was back in the day when mm -hmm. I was a big Paul Ravella fan. And, like, he was, had been to be sitting next to us at a bodybuilding show. And Ryan introduced himself. And then I introduced myself. And I, like, couldn't even get two more words out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. It was, like, that was kind of before he, like, took a trip to, like, what I would say is, like, the scummy uh, coach side. Um, he's, he's a very knowledgeable coach. Um, but now I just think that he... Uh, it's just weird to me that he went from coaching like bodybuilding to only coaching bikini competitors mm, yeah like, full time i mean like i get that's like your niche and stuff but like you're a married man yeah yeah, yeah. i get I it know. i just i get really like weirded out by stuff like that i just i think i'm an un untrustworthy person yeah no i feel stuff that. like that but that's like the only influencer i ever met in person who's actually very nice uh and very friendly to me in my time of uh stupid I'm, like, definitely a fangirl when it comes to people that I yeah. like. Oh, actually, no. I met Danielle Brandon, uh, but I couldn't even ask her questions. <laughs> and she's she's a big CrossFit influencer. Okay. Well, not influencer. She's just a really good CrossFitter. And we happened to train at her gym when we were in Las Vegas. And we brought a shoe with us because we wanted to get it signed for Lexi because that's her favorite CrossFit athlete. 
And I was just, like, holding on to the shoe and, like, staring in her direction. And, like, she had already talked to me earlier. Because, mm-hmm. um, and just, like, made small talk like a normal human being. Like, she was super cool. She had her dog with her. Um, and I'm just holding on to the shoe and, like, trying to, like, muster up the confidence to ask her to sign it. And Ryan just takes it out of my hand. He goes, hey, this is really annoying, but, like, will you sign this shoe? It's for our roommate. And she was so over the moon about it. And she was, like yelling at everyone for a sharpie and like uh-huh. and she's like i don't want to sign it with an expo it's gonna come off she's like i don't want to sign it with a pen like i need to find a sharpie and she was just so sweet about it like i don't know no that says a it lot was, though you know what i mean yeah she's also a very one of those like very genuine crossfitters on instagram yeah um she markets a few things that she's sponsored by that in our house we don't believe work um, but I think like she genuinely, genuinely believe that they work for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that she's doing it only like for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot about her, but yeah. And I met Bethany Shadburn, but, um, she wasn't as friendly, but she also isn't like on social media as like a friendly human being. Uh, so I okay. think her character fit it her fit. Yeah. profile. She's like very like when I'm in the gym, I'm in my zone. Like I only, I train here twice a day, like, but everybody had their dogs, which was awesome. That's, like, the, one of the best things about CrossFit is that, like, all CrossFit gyms are dog-friendly. Yeah. And, like, every CrossFit athlete seems to have a dog. So. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But those are my, like, I guess, like, I've never met, like, a, a bodybuilding uh, influencer before. I feel like it's a different uh, type of person. Yeah. Than, like, a regular professional athlete. They're different types of professional athletes and, like, not yeah. in a negative way uh not for that to sound negative they're just they're different yeah i um i i told you this i'm pretty sure that Brittany lupton goes to um my gym um and she's like for those that don't know who she is she's a gym shark athlete um i believe for a point in time i don't think she is anymore but she was on an app that Anna Victoria made, who is also like a fitness influencer. Um, I forget the name of their app, to be completely honest. But anyway, so um, I had noticed that she like started working out at like my gym. And at first, like I had no idea who this girl was. I just like noticed that she like carried around like a big camera and was always recording her shit. And I was like, damn, she must be an influencer. And then my gym had posted her on their instagram story and i was like no shit this girl's like a gymshark athlete and if anyone knows me you know how much i love gymshark so i was like at first i was like is this like a sign that like she's in my presence so now i'm getting closer to becoming a gymshark athlete (laughs) i was like does this mean i'm gonna be a gymshark athlete like oh my gosh you know like that type of stars are shit yeah that kind of thing um but i will say i'm not a gymshark athlete yet so, I have one that I like, and that's Morgan Maroney, and I only like her because she was a gymnast. Yeah, and I used to follow still, her. She still does um, a lot of gymnastics-y stuff, so I don't yeah. know. She's, like, the only one that I can uh, enjoy watching, I guess. Um, yeah. Or at least, like, I'm so sorry. My house okay. is a mess right now. <laughs> You're good. I, um, but yeah, so I met, I met Brittany, um, we were just like training next to each other one day and I just like somehow got the guts to just be like, Hey, just like talking to her, shooting the shit, um, about her, like recording her workouts. And she was like, so humble, so down to earth. Like it was just this genuine conversation. 
Um, it wasn't, you know, I was expecting it to be really like nerve wracking or awkward, but she just like acted like a normal person. And like at one point she was like telling me about like this, her workout or whatever she was doing. And she was like, I don't mean to like chat your ear off, but this, this, this. And I was like, no, no, no keep going. No, no. Like I was just like, yeah, like that. I was just like, this is insane. Like you can keep talking to me. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but it was just like talking to a normal person at the gym. It wasn't. Uh. It wasn't weird. She didn't, like, get closed off or, like, shut down or anything like that. She was just a normal person. So it's, like, I don't know. I feel like there are – and I will say, like, she matches her character on social media. Instagram. Which, Instagram, yeah. Like, it sounds – I don't mean to say it like a character, but, like, in a way – she personality. Is, yeah, she's the same person that she is on social media that you see when you meet her um, or, like, when you talk to her in person. So – that stuff is kind of refreshing for me because it's like I often worry that like people are going to think that I'm, you know, not disingenuous. Yeah. Or like because I've been told before, like you come across like you're kind of like don't talk to me in a way. Like I just have that resting bitch face sometimes when I'm at the yeah. gym. So it's like I understandable. Know, I don't. But it's like I don't feel like that about you, but I don't know if that's just because well, you also we know me together. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why. But um yeah i don't know it's just it's refreshing to see other women in the industry that are as genuine as they appear to be on social media so i don't know but it's refreshing yeah um Um, okay well i guess we can move on to the next topic that was kind of like a long little that's okay well that's what we wanted to start today off with just because kind of going into our new form of podcasting where we want to chat yes. about something that we both had on our minds and then we're going to talk about some things that we've either been like asked or told throughout the week and um and honestly i the- think this is a good segue because yeah. going from influencers to um like talking about um i feel like everyone wants to be an influencer like it's like this cool thing now where everyone wants to be able to just make money from making youtube videos or posting on social media and being sponsored like whatever the case may be Um, it's actually crazy now so i work with kids still and i've worked with kids for the last 10 years yeah um and i don't think it was until recently where i've heard people like like kids say when they get older that they want to be influencers that's like i want to be tiktok famous is like the new one no way which is like Oh, yeah, especially oh. if you're, like, coaching, like, 11 to 14-year-olds. It is, like, it used to be – I mean, I used to get – I want to be a spy a lot, which I thought was yeah. so cute. That's and, like, cute. okay, that's, like, an an absolutely hilarious thing to want to be. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a teacher. I want to be a doctor. Yeah. Uh, a vet. I always got vet a lot. But now I, I have, like – say that one. I want to be a TikTok person or I want to be famous on TikTok. I don't know. And, like, you you can't really, like, help what they're saying because that's what they're exposed to right now. Right. And um, maybe when I was, like – like, I remember wanting to be, like, a movie star when I was a kid. And I guess that was, like – that was what was popular and that's how you became famous when yeah. I was a little kid. Um, so I wonder if, like, we were raised around – the same type of social media that they have been raised around if we would feel like that was a, an actual viable career choice 
Yeah. Um, but I mean, now you have like four and five year old kids reviewing toys on YouTube and making millions of dollars a year. That is true. So, so it's not like, it's not that crazy for them to think that they could do it. I think part of it comes from the parents, right? Like the parents are so involved with social media that it's like, oh, if I record my kid being cute and put on TikTok, maybe we'll be famous. And then we get sponsored by all these brands that my kids use or that I need, you know, whatever it is, diapers, food, clothing, whatever. Um, It's just hard. There's such a blurred line too with people who are going to come after your kids. Like, if you're putting where your kid goes to school, where they do gymnastics, like, your schedule, you're always at the same place at 2 o'clock, like, you're just setting yourself up for possibly getting your kids kidnapped. And that's, like, obviously an extreme. Yeah. But as a parent, your job is to protect your kids at all costs. And, like, what is more of a benefit to you posting your kid on the internet and hoping for sponsors like that or protecting their identity. Yeah. So there's lots of people, like, especially famous people, like, um, oh my God, the, who's the woman who made Uncommon James? She was on the Hills. It's Lauren something. I can't remember her, the last name. Uh, she never posts pictures of her kids' faces and she's like very worried about like concealing their identity. She'll post like the back of their head or like, them really far off in the distance and stuff. And I, th- I feel like that's something that I appreciate from, can appreciate from someone who is of such a high status. Yeah. Um, and then well, I, I work with plenty of parents who every single moment of their kid's day is documented on Instagram. So like I could tell you exactly where they go to school, what time they go to school, when they get picked up, when they go to gymnastics, what they're doing at gymnastics, what their coach's names are because they're tagged. Yeah. It's dangerous. It also puts like other kids at danger in danger yeah like what if that kid's parents like what if your kid that you were posting online all the time and you posted that kid with a group of friends and one of those parents of the other child within that photo did not want their kid posted online for that exact reason yep i mean you have to sign um we had a media disclosure agreement when i coached competitive gymnastics which meant like um there's filming in the gym which mm-hmm. there's like always CC camera, CCTV cameras for like injuries and stuff. Um, yeah. and you have to sign off on being on camera all the time. That's for injuries. And that's like a really important for gymnastics because injuries have a lot. Yeah. Um, and then when you go to events, um, most of them are recorded. Um, and you can like pretty much tag your kid out of having pictures taken or out of um, having videos recorded of them at gymnastics meets if you want them to stay anom- anonymous. anonymous. Um, not, not a lot of them. It's such like a small, like the level that I coach is so small. They don't get posted on, uh, or they don't go on TV, like get broadcasted, but they do get posted on like meet websites and stuff. And like parents who are trying their best to like keep their kids out of things like that will usually sign the opposite end of the disclosure and ask that that they not be featured on our website or on the meet website and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It's crazy how you have two com- completely opposite sides of the spectrum. I know that's not necessarily what we were talking about, but... No, but, like, it, it ties in. It makes sense. Like all It does make kids, me sad. It definitely... I could see that. Because, like, I have, you know, like, I have, like, cousins and stuff that are younger. And it's, like, when I see them and, 
you know, we get together for family events and I see how they're just like glued to these electronic devices and they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook and it's like they're they're not even like 15 years old. And to me, it's like it makes sense why kids nowadays are aspiring to be a TikToker or Instagram famous or YouTube, you know, whatever. Um, but I think there's also a lot of um, like misunderstanding that comes with that because you're looking at a lot of people I think don't take into consideration that what you're seeing is a highlight reel or it's only a clip of what someone chooses to give you of like their life or whatever that it is but you actually don't see that on the outside of that it's just a normal person that just especially a kid especially a kid and then so it's like you have these expectations you're setting for yourself of what you want to be because I I did this when I was um after I competed and I knew I wanted to be like fitness influencer and go into that realm of things I remember like when you see all these people and how they're growing on social media, they're making money, they're posting things that you want to, um, you aspire to be, which there's not anything necessarily wrong with that. But it's the, the simple fact of once you get into that position that you once looked up to, and then you realize it's not actually what it's made up to be, it's kind of like this... Gosh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like it's, I feel like it's disappointing. It's disappointing, and then you've also kind of lost yourself along the way. Like you're doing these things because someone else looks like they enjoy that life, and then you get there and you realize it's not actually what you ever wanted, and then you don't. You're not even. It's so not even that you. Kind of, so that kind of ties into something that I wanted to talk about later on in this podcast. But yeah, bring it up. Um, Let's hear it. We were talking about earlier on in the week. We were talking about. Um, kind of like establishing structure and planning ahead for your day and like trying to make certain goals a reality. Yeah. Um, and like my biggest thing is like you have to stay realistic to yourself. Like you have to create something that's realistic to you. Because like one of my big things is like I'm not a person who can get up super early just to take a cold shower and read a book. I am mm -hmm. only a person – and like so that type of like – um that's something that's very trendy right now is like uh, getting up early, taking a cold shower, reading a book, having a cup of coffee, and then starting your day. If I don't really have like a – I value – one, I value my sleep a lot. It's um, good. And if I don't get a certain amount of sleep during the night slash day, I'm not a person that you want to be around. I'm not a happy person. Um, so that type of like trendy schedule – never worked out for me and I tried it and it just wasn't something it honestly made me more anxious like about setting my alarm and getting up and then I would feel really guilty if I snoozed through that alarm and it just wasn't realistic for me but it it's something that again is trendy mm -hmm. um so instead of doing something like that what I started to do is at the end of the night I would prepare all of the things that I absolutely needed for the next morning because it, I had more energy at night. I had more time to do that. Um, and I ended up feeling more productive doing that than I ever felt getting up at five or six in the morning, getting ready for my day. Because then by noon, I was exhausted. And by two o'clock is when we train. And by 4.30 is when I go back to work to coach. So like it would just completely zap all of my energy. 
And then I would be asleep on the couch at 7.30. So it was like this like kind of negative backward cycle. But I had seen a lot of like influencers do it. And I was like, okay, well, that was like their kind of New Year's resolution was to get up early and journal and stuff. And and I tried it and I tried to make it work for my schedule when it just ended up putting me in a worse position than I was in previous to that. And it took a lot of like refinement and like I it made I made my I guilted myself into doing stuff like that for a really long time until I realized it's just not for me. And you have to sometimes be okay with things like that not being for you. Yeah, I think uh this is kind of where self-awareness comes into play a lot because if you're like it's there's nothing wrong with trying new things. Like I'm a huge advocate for that, trying new things, figuring out what works best for you, what doesn't, but being aware of just how you function and what will work best for you and what doesn't and being open to that and I think that's the biggest thing is a lot of people try to be like these other influencers and like granted like I've been there so I guess that's why I can like speak on it um but it's like again you don't want to lose yourself within the process like this whole journey um throughout life is evolving and figuring out who you are and if you're constantly going against what you like who you are as a person just to try to be an influencer just to try to get likes to try to make money to try to be successful in whatever ways that looks for you it's i don't know like my whole my biggest thing and i tell myself this all the time like i almost have to like it's not really a reality check but kind of like i check in with myself i guess is the way that i should put it is i check in and i think you know, if I want to make an impact and I want to reach a lot of people, the only way I can truly do that and do it in the most genuine way possible so I don't end up hurting other people or screwing people over or having a bad reputation is if I approach it from the most genuine place and being who I am as a person. Because like, I listen to Gary Vee a lot and Gary Vee, I don't know if you're familiar with Gary Vee, but I know he, he is. I've never really okay. listened to any of his stuff. Okay. So... He always says that, um, gosh, I'm losing my train of thought now. What was I going to say? Um, I listened to an interview with him once because he was on a podcast that I like a lot um, with uh, Lauren Bostick. She does okay. like the him and her podcast. Um, and he seemed like a very interesting person. I just, I don't know. At this point in some... my life, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts right now. Yeah, some people like him. Some people think he's a little too much, which is understandable because he does have like a very big, energetic, aggressive personality a little bit when it comes to like business and talking. Um, <laughs> but gosh, I wish I could remember where I was going with this. But he has always said that like um, something about being genuine, something about being genuine, like being yourself. Um, and that is how you... Um, Gosh, I wish I could. Li I literally just had the biggest brain fart ever. That is oh, terrible. No. What was I talking about? Um, Reaching a lot of people by being genuine. But, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the overview or like overbridging topic anyway. Yeah, that really bugs me that I can't remember. But moral of the story, um, I guess like to close off what I was saying, like if you are 
aiming for something that's not true to yourself, then at the end of the day, you're not you're not going to be happy. Like you'll get there, but you're not going to be happy. You might have a bunch of followers, you know, make a bunch of money, be successful in business, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you are happy or um, impacting people. And so I've always kind of checked in with myself to say like, if you can be as genuine and as honest as you can be, that's where I was going with this. Okay. There you go. You be <laughs> as genuine, as honest as you can be. Um, you'll reach the people that are meant to be in your circle, that are meant to be supportive of your friends, whoever it is. And he always says, Gary always says that if the market likes you and like you're doing good, then like the market essentially will choose you. So if you're trying to be an influencer, you're a business person, you're um, selling something, you're trying to become um, famous, whatever the case may be, the market's going to choose you, which is why I think a lot of people tend to be um, fake or not as genuine because they are so afraid of what other people are going to think and they want to go where the market is and they want people to like them so they grow as a company, as a brand, whatever. But at the end of the day, it goes back to just be yourself, do what you love, share what you love, and I guess in a way the right market will find, find you. you. That's an interesting way to think about it, at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you look at it from like a, maybe it's more of like a business perspective. Um, I don't know, but yeah, that's, um, my, that's my spiel. What do you think is the best advice that you've ever gotten from something? It doesn't have to be from Mr. Gary Vee. It could have been from uh, anywhere. Um, oh gosh, best advice. Let's see. Or it could be worst advice. Yeah, honestly, like, I think... I don't even know if it'd be considered advice. And again, it is going back to Gary. Maybe I'm just on a Gary kick because I'm, I'm reading his book right now. So yeah. maybe that's why. I don't know. It's okay. Um, but he talks a lot about empathy. And I think that's a big thing for a lot of people that... I just don't know what it is, but I feel like if you can be empathetic towards someone else... And just be kind to them. Um, I think that can go a long, long way. And I think people don't realize. Everyone tries to be so competitive, so um, harsh, negative to bring other people down. But there's something about just like being empathetic and kind. And maybe that's why I can resonate with so many women is because when I work with a woman or if I'm talking to another female... I put myself in their shoes because as a woman, I can relate to some things that they are sharing with me. Um, I don't know. And I feel like that's been able to really establish like our community with gifted performance. So that's my best advice. I think that empathy is often learned through life experience too. Cause yeah. I mean, if you've never, like you said, if you've never been in a situation, you can't empathize with a person because you like you can sympathize with a person, which I think empathy and sympathy go hand in hand. But mm -hmm. sympathy also can tend to be like disingenuous or yeah. come off that way because yeah, it's not a lived, shared experience. But I mean, it's easier. A woman is a, an, it's easier to like fake empathize sympathy. With, yeah, but it's also easier to empathize with other women because yeah. like a lot of I agree. the things that happen to us are shared experiences. Yeah, especially like with the birth of social media, you learn how. 
similar a lot of the issues that we go through are. Yeah. It's always cool. Like, there's, like, a whole Twitter thread about, like, everyone kind of, like, living the same, like, childhood and uh, kind of things like that. All these things that we can kind of compare to each other. Um, What about you? Mine comes from um, the woman that's name is escaping me right now. She wrote a book about organizing your house and (laughs) also did a YouTube series about it. And I cannot think of her name for the life of me, but it just says if it takes less than five minutes to do it now. And I've talked about it a million times. And that quote will never leave my brain because I am a big, I would like to say I was a big procrastinator Mm -hmm. um, with like silly things like, I don't know, cleaning up the kitchen or like, I don't, it goes into so many different things. Like, I don't know what it is about emails. Like I love opening emails, but I have like such a hard time responding to them right away. It's like, I, I, and they're like, they're emails that don't even need any thought. Like, okay, thanks for this email. Um. But sometimes yeah. it takes me a really long time to email back and like it'll take me 30 seconds to do now or I can tell myself I'll do it later and stress myself all out all day trying to remind myself because I also am a very forgetful person. Yeah. Um, so I try as hard as I can to, if it takes less than five minutes, just to do it right now. Honestly, if it takes less than two minutes because like rep- responding to an email unless you're really, really putting a lot of thought into it. It's yeah. going to take, like, 30 seconds. It's the same thing with, like, making my bed or, like, letting the dogs out and stuff. And, like, those little things kind of add up to giving you more free time at the end of the day. So, like, like those, that. like, five minutes here and there that get saved, you get, like, 30 extra minutes of time at the end of the night, which helped me in making a schedule that was realistic for myself. Because, again, like, I'm I'm sleeping until, like... I need to be up, especially like no. transitioning from working a regular nine to five where I had to leave my house at eight, get to my job at nine. And I only had like an hour for lunch and stuff like that. Um, I was able to create a schedule that worked for me. And that was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life was becoming like my own boss, which I'm not my mm-hmm. own boss. Ryan's my boss, but mm. I was still able to, to change tell myself schedule. when I should wake up <clears throat> tell myself when I needed to get my work done. And in the beginning, <clears throat> it was like extra hard because I'm pretty aware of the things that I need to do in my house. And I could not separate, well, I'm just going to not be able to talk all day, could not separate housework from like work work. Mm-hmm. So I would wake up, log into my computer, realize that I need to make breakfast and then the kitchen was dirty. So I'd spend 30 minutes cleaning the kitchen and doing the kitchen the five minutes that it took me to do it the night before kind of eliminated that for me yeah so all those like all those like little things that i had been putting off till like the next day uh squidward always said it once in spongebob it's like why to why do today what we can put off till tomorrow Hmm. and then mr crab says what is today but yesterday's tomorrow and it's yeah spongebob with some really that's a really old one too um that's kind of the same if it takes less than five minutes to do it now. Yeah. Because um, if you just keep putting off everything till tomorrow, when is your tomorrow? Yeah. Is it actually tomorrow? I like it. Is it actually yeah. tomorrow? Okay. So all these little things. Uh, thanks, SpongeBob. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, no kidding. Uh, it was more of like a realistic take on the best advice I've ever gotten. And 
I really wish that I could remember what her name is. Uh, they even like make fun of her on Family Guy. I have no idea. But I really like your um, when you're sharing with me your um, advice, your worst advice. Oh, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just think that one's a. It's not worst advice. It's just not true. Um, Yeah. When you love what you do and you make it your entire career, you work harder than anyone else. And a lot of people say, like, I quit my nine to five to start my own business. And now I work 24 seven. So it's just a different type of work. So I watched Ryan quit his job as a professor to do gifted full time. And he went from working a kind of a nine to five. It was similar hours to we don't stop working. We go on vacation and we're working. We are, it's Saturday and we're at our family's houses and they want to do stuff and we can't cause we're working or like we want to take a vacation, but all of our work stuff comes with us cause we are working and it, it's almost like you're, I always explain it as like my mind or my like business mode doesn't shut off. Like there's just no, it could be 7, 8 p.m. And I either get an urgent email or I come up with an idea for content or a meeting or whatever it is. And then I'm on my computer and I don't stop until I get that idea down. Because if I, if I don't do it then, then for me, at least the idea goes away or that, um, that drive or that energy to like get it done kind of goes away for me. So I have to do it right then and there. But I don't know. I'm just always in business mode. Um, it also goes like with coaching. Yeah. Cause, and with as many different things as Ryan coaches, like he's been in the situation where he was coaching me at a weightlifting meet, peaking someone through a bodybuilding show and also had a person competing in bodybuilding on the same day. And like to be that many hats at once, like, I don't know. It's, he is a whole different other human being. I don't know how I, my brain would never be able to do that. Um, but he also got a message at 1021 last night saying I was five calories. Yeah. I was five grams over my protein. What do I do? Mm -hmm. I've gotten those. I mean, it's 1021. Yeah. Technically I should be asleep. Uh, it's really not an emergency. It's not an emergency in anyone's mind. Uh, I don't know we get stuff like that on Christmas, like when he had COVID. Like people yeah. just, uh, it comes it with the territory, stop. but it yeah, really doesn't sure. stop. And he's so much nicer than I could ever be with people like that. If someone did that to me, I don't know how I, I would react. But honestly, though, I think this kind of plays into a little bit with what we were saying earlier with being an influencer, setting out to have this lifestyle. Like I. Like I've actually, I've had clients that like I've coached for a while and then they're like, Hey, I'm going to go get certified because I want to do what you do, which to me is like, that's like that's the biggest big compliment. compliment I could mm-hmm. ever receive. Um, but it kind of also goes back to when you see someone doing what you think you want to do and then you get to that point and then it's like, you realize how much actually goes into it. Um, and it's, it's a lot. Like I used to think about that when I worked with Dom, when we trained together, like in person at the same gym. And I don't, I don't even think it was at one point, I didn't even have online clients, but he had a few and he was doing like, he was in school getting his master's, he was training in person and he had an online client 
uh, clientele that he was growing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do online client like clients. That would be so fun for me. And then eventually my plan was I would train in person, build my clientele until I get to a point where my clientele income will then surpass my training income and I can just go fully online, which, you know, thankfully or fortunately I was able to do that. Um, but that transition of going from training in person to then learning how to navigate the online space to then being fully online, like it's it's so crazy because I never would have imagined it to be how it is now. But looking back when I was, gosh, 18, 19, looking up at these like online coaches or these influencers wanting to be where they're at not realizing that like all of the stuff that it actually takes behind the scenes to manage it and to make it happen it's like a whole nother a whole oh, nother wax. game so, and it's, so it's like yes i love what i do like this is a job that i've wanted and i love that i'm doing it but to say that you won't work a day in your life because you get to wake up and do what you love to do is completely false because there are still days where I wake up now knowing that I have meetings with clients, we're going to record a podcast, I have emails, all these things I have to attend to, but there's a part of me where I'm like, I just want to stay in bed and I don't feel like talking to anyone today. So it's like, I don't know, you don't love every single day. Even though you might love what you do, it doesn't mean you're still working. And I think- It's still very stressful. It is. The stress doesn't go away. Honestly, the stress right. kind of doubles when you are no kind of responsible for your own well-being and you're making it in the business and your company yep. or your brand. It's, I don't know. I think it's just silly. It's not bad advice, but it's silly. And it's probably said by someone who is trying to find a career that they love, but not actually doing exactly what they love. Um, I agree. I think that this would be a good segue to talk about um, establishing structure in order to reach certain um, goals that you've set or to, you know, get you to where you want to be as a person. Um, because I think this kind of goes hand in hand. Like, again, I'll use myself for an example. When I first started doing online coaching, I had no idea how to I mean, I was an organized person, don't get me wrong, like that's just in my blood. I'm very organized and sometimes too much. But when you're navigating that new space and you're trying to become like closer to your goals, it can be harder to figure out what to do. So um, I think giving some tips on establishing a structure um, would be a good idea. So. I stole all of the information that I use from Ryan because okay. he had a lot longer to become like a self-sufficient person than I did, if that makes yeah. sense. So I've always had a job where I had a very regimented schedule and someone picked the times that I came in, the times that I got to leave, the times that I got to eat. Um, I was never in charge of doing that. So he got like a whole year ahead of me mm -hmm. in being able to pick the time that he woke up, pick the time that he started to work, pick the time that he went to the gym, stuff like that. Um, he's a different person than I am. I'm a very disorganized person. He's a very organized and a very driven person. I am a very, I would like to say aloof. Um, <laughs> and a very, um, not that I'm not motivated and not that I don't love working. I just, I'm a million different projects at once and never finishing a single one of them type person. 
Um, so it was very, very, very difficult for me to be my own boss. And again, I'm not really my own boss, but I am now in charge of myself. So I, that- I had to tell myself that I can't sleep till nine. I have to be up before nine. I had to tell myself that like housework comes last, work work comes first. And again, like I'm very good at pushing off the small things and thinking that that gives me more time to do something else when in reality it just kind of makes this stressor. Um, And Ryan always says, get the stuff that you need to get done first and then do the things that you want to do, Mm -hmm. um, which has never been the way that I've done things. Even when I was a kid and we had like book reports and stuff, I always wanted to do all the coloring stuff first. So I Mm -hmm. never did any of the reading, but I drew all the pictures and I put everything together. And then my parents would be like, okay, like, what's the book about? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't read the book. They're like, well, you're halfway <laughs> done with the project. Like, well, yeah, I did all the drawing parts. That's the fun part. And they're like, yeah. how do you know what you're drawing? I was like, I just skimmed through the book. They're like, okay, well, you need to, like, actually read the book. Um, and that's something that I carried into my adulthood. Like, I love design and I love the creativity that mm-hmm. I have right now. But I struggle with, like, the managerial stuff, answering emails, sending invoices, being in Excel, like doing an Excel sheet, that's mm-hmm. the stuff that like I have to force myself to do. Mm-hmm. But because now I'm my own boss, that's what's the first things, the first things that are written on my to-do list every day are the, the things, things that, that like- you don't like to do. Don't like to do and I know I'm not going to do them unless I see them written down. Um, yeah. Ryan also sends us like this little, uh, I don't know, he calls it something different every week, but it's like a state of the union where it's mm-hmm. like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like- big goals to get done so again i'm still not my own boss um and i'm still a person who needs structure i don't know if it's like a a disability thing or if it's like a personality thing but i've never just been able to do be like a very super self-sufficient person and like i used to have a really hard time admitting to that because like people have like a negative connotation with like self-sufficiency and like neediness if that makes sense like I don't really need anyone to tell me what to do, but like the things that I do on my own are not going to be necessarily the most productive. So, um, taking a lot of tips from him, even though he didn't give them to me, I just kind of stole them, uh, or having a lot of influence from Ryan has helped me tenfold. I don't think I would be like the same business person that I am now without having that influence. I would be much more, I feel like I'd be more creative, but, um, I wouldn't be as productive so yeah no I get what you're saying I think um everyone's so different that's where I guess the self-awareness comes into play of what works best for you and what do you need if it's planning the things like I'm a very organized person so I like to time block my stuff and I found that that's helped me so I'll have a general list of things I need to get done and then I time block throughout the day of when I'm going to do those things or different topics of things and that kind of helps me um create that structure for myself Um, I also am a big advocate for like having people like surrounding your people or surrounding yourself with people that are either in the space already that you want to be so maybe finding someone that can mentor you or just getting closer to the people that are doing something that you want to be doing so you can get an insight to what that life's like what they have to do, what skills they have, what are their values, what do they prioritize, and then be able to, um, you know, follow suit or figure and out like your strengths. Them yes. In a sense. So, yeah. Not copy I, them, but like 
do similar things to them. Yeah. So that it, yep. I don't know. So you learn a little bit about yourself. Uh, but that's my uh that's my take well how long have we where are we at a little over oh, an hour we're at an hour okay yeah um, all right well the biggest tip i don't really have like tips but um when you are a disorganized person things that stress you out are like forgetting things yeah. or if you're an attention deficit person uh forgetfulness is just something that comes with your the territory um and also having a big support system around you is very helpful. Like, I fortunately live with three other people, and you'll hear me say it every day. Like, there is something that I need to do, so I'll be like, I have an appointment at 3 o'clock. And I'll say it out loud so many times that at some point someone's like, hey, don't forget. Like, <laughs> I don't know what this is, but you mentioned something about it the other day. And it's it's very helpful, and, like, that comes down to having people around you that understand you and support you. Um, yeah. Because, like, I can write things down, like – I have cute planners. I have notebooks everywhere. But that doesn't always help me. And, like, sometimes I write things down and I forget what I wrote it in. I have a lot of notebooks or I'll flip the page and it's gone forever. Um, mm-hmm. I keep, like, a notes tab open, but I'll just put things like video, intro. And that doesn't necessarily help me because, like, we got to make video intros for a lot of things. So, um finding things even when you find things that do work um it's kind of like about implementing them in a way that actually help you um because if you talk to especially influencers if you talk to like people who are like oh well i just write it on a to-do list okay well what if i lost that to-do list 20 minutes ago because i'm just like a disorganized person then what so it's i don't know it's definitely about finding the things that uh work specifically for you and it's a lot of trial and error it's a lot of forgetting things it's a lot of messing up and like i mess stuff up all the time and i try not to obviously everyone tries not to but um you talk about self-awareness a lot and Mm -hmm. i try to be as self-aware as physically possible i try to make sure that when i do mess up i own up to it and i ask the people around me like what is a way that I can prevent this from happening again? And like you said, keeping people who are close and people that you are comfortable talking to and people who are in the same zone, um, it's helpful. And sometimes you just like, you also have to take down some of your ego a bit and ask for help. Like I'm not a big person to ask for help. Um, I usually have to get to the point where I have messed up a lot to really, uh, ask for some sort of support. Um, But as I've gotten older, I have found it easier to do. So maybe it just comes with age. I agree. But that's kind of all of my uh, tips, tricks, cool information about myself, a look into my life, which is not as uh, glamorous. I don't even think I make my life look glamorous on the internet. If you guys follow both of my Instagrams, you'll see my life is kind of just a mess all the time. Okay, I think, um, I don't know, self-awareness plays a big role, but all right. I think, that's all uh, I have for today. I think that's a good place to wrap up our our little, our first episode. Our it was kind of longer than we expected, to be honest. But this is our episode it, zero. 
yeah, I think we did good. Um, so I guess until next time, everyone, we have ideas and episodes kind of um, all lined up. All lined up. But if you ever have questions, comments, concerns, you can comment below, reach out to us on Instagram. Uh, we'll elaborate on certain things that we talked about that you don't think we talked about enough or questions that you have. We'll answer them. Nothing's yeah. off limits. So ask right. away. We don't really have an outro. So nope. So we just say peace we'll out, everyone. It. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>